0: Uh, But when it comes to freeports, the government claims it will create thousands of jobs and power the region's economy. Do those claims really stack up? Think tank UK in a changing Europe released a report this week which was skeptical, shall we say, about how much impact Freeports uh, will really have. And Professor Catherine Barnard joins me now. Uh, we've got some uh, big claims here on side, Professor, that uh, the, the Freeport uh, will create 18,000 uh, jobs. Uh, do, do you think those claims are misplaced?
1: Certainly good news for Teesside to get a free port, and certainly if free ports are being given out, um, it's far better to have one than not to have one. So it's great news for Teesside, and likewise in my area, um, it's great news for Felixstowe and for Harwich. Uh, whether they'll create jobs, that's where the evidence is disputed. What we do know is that freeports tend to um, rather relocate jobs rather than create new jobs, and that's always been the concern about freeports, which is one of the reasons why um, the uh, legislation which supported freeports uh, before ran out in 2012.
0: But wouldn't, wouldn't having the Freeport in the area create jobs d- through supply chains and, and uh, things like that?
1: Well, there is some evidence of that, but what the real evidence shows is that jobs get relocated from other areas. If you just think about it very simply, I mean, if there's um, a freeport which has got low taxes and low red tape, isn't it in the interest of your business to set up in the freeport or or relocate from another area and go to the freeport rather than set up um, in a nearby district
0: which doesn't have the benefit of the, ta- the, the preferential tax rates? Uh, What about cost to taxpayer? Is there any risk of cost to taxpayer in both the running of and and setting up of?
1: Absolutely. What what we've seen um, with enterprise zones, which are essentially what these free ports are, because they're a mixture of Ports, but also trying to encourage business, particularly in the high-tech sector, um, is that uh, there was some evidence that each job that was created in an enterprise zone cost the taxpayer £17,000. Now, you might well say, and I'm sure you would say, this is really good news for Teesside. Teesside's long been overlooked, and, um, and it should be benefiting from taxpayers' money. Taxpayers in other parts of the north... Which have not benefited from free ports might be saying, "Well, why should T be getting this help and we're not?"
0: I believe there's uh, I believe there's eighty free ports um, across the EU. Uh, there must be loads of evidence as to how uh, they operate and the effect they've had on on local areas where they're based
1: right and, and you make a very good point that um the chancellor of the exchequer said that one of the brexit dividends was being able to set up free ports because we couldn't do it when we were in the eu i'm afraid as you've just said this is just not correct there are 80 or so across the eu it is true that the eu is trying to um, is worried about free ports because uh, free ports have been used as a site for money laundering and financing of terrorism and indeed, um, the lack of transparency about what goes on in Freeports has also led to some rather serious criminal activity. Um, and even if it's not criminal activity, there's some activity that you might think, gosh, that's odd. Take the case of the Freeport in Geneva. Did you know that the Freeport in Geneva holds a thousand Picasso paintings? And they're owned by all sorts of um, Uh, rather shady companies that nobody really knows very much about and so that's one of the reasons why um, the EU has tried to clamp down a bit on free ports uh, because they are worried about what's been going on now the government is also aware of this as an issue and does put in its consultation paper that it will comply with OECD rules on trying to stop tax evasion but nevertheless there is a risk of that.
0: Yeah, well, I believe that they've said, uh, because they were obviously phased out in 2012, but this time the rules are going to be be different. That that must be the kind of thing that they're focusing on, just making sure the transparency is there as to what's happening.
1: Absolutely. I think you're, you're absolutely right on that point. But, of course, there's one other thing you need to think about. If, if freeports are going to get such a good deal in terms of tax and in terms of cutting red tape, you might wonder why the rest of the country shouldn't be getting that as well, because if it's, if the rest of the country is being subject to higher tax rates and more red tape, then you sort of start to think, well, doesn't it make sense to deal with, have a policy that benefits the country as a whole, not just particular regions of the country?
0: Do, do, do you have a slight fear as well that these freeports have been announced might be Uh, sort of testing the waters for the future they might work they might not and if they don't they will just shut them up again and if they do they would expand them
1: yeah i mean it's obviously sensible to go for a pilot number of projects and interestingly they only went for eight it was thought they were going to be at least 10 so it may well be that there are more to come Um, but if if the whole coastline all the airports become free ports and areas which are not benefiting from freeports, then really face uh, the erosion of any jobs that they might be in that area, because of course then it becomes a significant incentive for everyone to move into a freeport. As I say, it's really good for Teesside to have got a freeport, it will benefit from lots of investment, and the infrastructure in and around the freeport will also be a good thing. Um, But uh, the more the government trumpets the success of freeport, the more that those people who live in areas that haven't got one will feel disillusioned.